Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Presented by the Salvation Army. Join the fight for good and donate by saying, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army, if you're listening with Alexa, or go to SalvationArmyUSA.org to make a gift. The Rocket That Gave Us GPS and the Mars Rovers Retires by Amy Thompson Last weekend, the Delta II rocket, for 30 years a regular fixture on launch pads in the United States, lifted off for the final time. The vehicle, built by the United Launch Alliance, had long carried the title of the most reliable rocket in service. With a record 153 successful launches out of 155 flights, the 125-foot-tall monolith with its sporty teal and white paint scheme is now officially a figure of the past. The Delta II first launched on Valentine's Day, February 14, 1989 carrying the first full-scale GPS satellite and kick-starting the navigation constellation that we continue to depend on decades later. That satellite was originally slated to hitch a ride to orbit on the back of a space shuttle. After the Challenger's tragic explosion in 1986, the Air Force had to find new rides for its planned satellite constellation. With the shuttle program grounded for the foreseeable future, President Ronald Reagan directed the military to develop its own rockets, which led to a series of upgrades culminating in the Delta II. Following the launch on Saturday, Tori Bruno, CEO of United Launch Alliance, tweeted, Historic day. Retired the Shark, Delta II, and the Mighty Thor. The Shark was a hat tip to the rocket's military beginnings. For the GPS launches, the nose cone of the rocket was painted with shark teeth as an homage to the American volunteer pilots known as the Flying Tigers, who helped defend China from Japan in World War II. The Thor, meanwhile, was an intermediate-range ballistic missile developed by the U.S. Air Force to carry thermonuclear weapons. It provided the basic template for the Delta II. The Delta II rocket has propelled more than 80 communication satellites and 30 space probes to destinations throughout the solar system. The first rover was launched to Mars on top of a Delta II in 1996, followed by a set of twin rovers, Spirit and Opportunity, in 2003. Spirit's mission ended several years ago, but Opportunity has continued to study the Martian surface, though a dust storm has put its fate in question. The rocket's first mission for NASA in 1989 was the launch of a satellite dubbed COBE, tasked with mapping the afterglow of the Big Bang. Its two principal investigators earned a Nobel Prize in physics. 
The Delta II also launched the Messenger mission, which became the first probe to orbit Mercury, and the Dawn mission, the first spacecraft to study not one but two targets in the asteroid belt. In its three-decade history, the Delta II experienced only one total failure and one partial one. That black mark came on January 17, 1997, when the rocket exploded 13 seconds into flight, sending a hail of debris, including pieces of the GPS satellite it was carrying, down onto its Florida launch complex. At the time, launch operations were conducted inside a blockhouse only 200 yards from the pad. Steve Huff, the operations and systems engineering leader for the United Launch Alliance, was in the bunker that day. Being in the blockhouse to begin with was quite the experience. When each rocket launched, you really felt the vibrations in your bones, he says. But when that January day didn't go as planned, we were trapped in the blockhouse for several hours, watching the debris rain down through a periscope and waiting for the all clear. Eventually, more capable, less expensive rockets started to appear, including the more powerful Delta IV and Atlas V rockets, which are also built by ULA. The emergence of a new launch provider, SpaceX, put even more pressure on the Delta fleet. The company's flagship rocket, the Falcon 9, made its launch debut in 2010, carrying with it a $62 million price tag, which not only cost significantly less than the Delta II, but had three to four times payload capacity. The Delta II can only lift 6.1 metric tons. The Falcon 9 can carry 22.8 metric tons to low Earth orbit. The vehicle is the last American rocket to have a hardware lineage that directly links back to the start of the space age. I'm a little bit melancholy about this. Delta II holds a really special place in so many folks in the launch industry's hearts, Tim Dunn, NASA's launch director for the mission, said during a pre-launch briefing. Only the Russian Soyuz rocket family has remained in service longer than the Delta II. In 2011, ULA decided to stop building more Delta IIs. The company still had parts available for an additional five rockets, and it ended up building four more to continue to transport NASA's science payloads. We thought that the final flight would be in 2014, but here we are in 2018, flying our last rocket, he said. At 6.02 a.m. PDT on Saturday, the rocket roared to life for the final time, lighting up the pre-dawn skies above Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. Everyone wants to be a part of this last Delta II mission, which really speaks to the love people have for this rocket, Huff says. The region's thick marine layer is notorious for blocking launch views, but in an unusual twist, the rocket was visible for several seconds as it leapt off the pad and into the fog above. Mission scientists and engineers shed tears of joy as the rocket rumbled through the atmosphere and into space. To commemorate this final flight, ULA resurrected a former launch tradition— adding stars to the rocket to mark the number of successful flights. We got 200 stars and we sent them out to all of the people who had touched the rockets, says Scott Messer, the program manager for NASA programs at ULA, during the pre-launch briefing. To retirees, to folks from our customer base and the Air Force range folks, and let them sign those stars. The stars amassed nearly 800 signatures before adorning the rocket, sandwiched between an American flag and the ULA logo. For its final mission, the Delta II delivered the ICE, Cloud, and Land Elevation Satellite II, a.k.a. ICESat-2, into a polar orbit where it will spend the next several years studying where ice is melting across the globe and how quickly to help forecast the climate-related changes yet to come. What happens in the polar regions doesn't stay in the polar regions, says Thorsten Marcus, the mission's project scientist at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. The Delta II has earned its place in history as the most successful rocket the United States ever developed. 
It also launched some cool science. From confirming the Big Bang and studying a comet's tail to launching Kepler, which is the most prolific planet hunter out there, says Huff. I love my Air Force missions, and you can't go anywhere without GPS. But the NASA missions we've helped launch are incredible. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money. 